The number of teams or cultures that I've heard from in the last few years that have said, I want to build a victim culture is zero. The number of companies and teams and organizations that are building a victim culture, right? And what we're going to talk about today is not only going to apply to teams and companies. For those of you that are astute, smart, paying attention, you'll see it also applies to families. So I'm going to run you through the seven marks of a victim culture and the seven marks of a victor culture. And you can use these marks as a, as a test against your own culture and see what might you be doing to unnecessarily or unintentionally, I should say, cooperate with a negative victim culture and how you can intentionally cooperate with a victor culture. Now, sometimes when I'm working through topics and conversations where I'm gathering data and studying things, I look at how to present it in a way that it can be as effective as possible. Sometimes I like to have a little bit of fun with it. And so we're going to have just some fun with this. I'm going to spell out the word victim and I'm going to spell out the word victor. So a victim culture or a victor culture, and I'm going to give each of those letters so you can know these marks very clearly. V for victim or victor. Here's the first piece, and I'm going to move through these in a way like almost like it's a pyramid. We're going to look at the biggest foundation first. The first piece or foundation of a victim culture is it violates you. A a victor culture vivifies you. (laughs) How about that for a V word? So a victim culture violates you. A victor culture vivifies you. What's it all about? It's all about vision. It's all about growth. Now, you, you want to have a clearly articulated mission for your team, your company, <clears throat> excuse me, but you also need to understand at all times, the people are the vision. If your obsession and passion and audacity in the world is that you believe people can grow and develop and you're just focusing that energy on a shared mission, everything is just way better. And what's happening in the world today is we're playing this zero-sum game with dignity and everybody's trying to one-up the other one on how violated they are. Where have they been hurt? Where have they been offended? And so what this sets up is this power dynamic of who's the oppressor and who's the oppressed. And as this war keeps fighting itself out, and you'll see this politically, we have to understand we got to get beyond politics to healthy growth cultures where we look at our lives and we look at the people around us and go, hey, let's pause the mental mechanism that's kicking in that's causing all of us to just look for validation like crazy. And let's actually make our suffering count. Let's not use our suffering as a way to get validation. Let's use our suffering to grow us. If you want to make your suffering count, it all comes down to how you interpret it. And and if what you do when you go through bad circumstances or negative circumstances as a team, as a company, as an individual, your interpretation begins to be, even if you're not consciously aware of it, of something at a deeper root like almost belief level. Well, you know, I never have really fit in or I tend to mess up great opportunities or, you know, nothing I ever do is enough. Whatever all those things are, you'll start to net, you'll start to uh, notice it as almost like this resentment against people or circumstances or life. You are already at the foundational level in a victim culture because you're focusing on the violation rather than a victor culture says, how does this vivify me? How does this grow? How does this develop me? How does this make me better? It's not easy, but if you can take every challenge or hardship you go through, you proceed into a victim or out of a victim culture into a victor culture. So after the V, we have I. In a victim culture, the I means indulge. 
In a victor culture, the I means incites, incites. Here's what I mean. Are we indulging their pain or are we inciting a vision of who they can become? Are we growing? Are we coddling victims or are we growing leaders? Now, none of this is to encourage any kind of environment that diminishes feelings or emotions. That's not it at all. I mean, feelings and emotions are powerful. But what we learned in rationality and enlightenment is that in between the event and the response, that's where we get to break that pattern. We get to step into it and go, I don't have to blindly react. But it doesn't mean we shut down all emotions. Because if we take that approach, we, we're cut off from who we are. Emotional awareness or intelligence is being able to feel all of your emotions, to understand all of your feelings or clues and signals, and to use them to harness growth. So as I walk through these different marks of a victim-victor culture, I'll hit more on that. But I want to say it very directly to you. Stress is your competitive advantage. When you're having something that's not positive happening to you, that is stressing you out, then you get to understand this is the place that I'm going to get to grow right now. I've heard from so many, whether they're the business owner and they're like 75 people, they're depending on me for the check or the team leader of eight people. Man, they come to me for everything. When you start to feel overwhelmed by these things, you're going to start to resent their need. And so you're going to start to shut down a real growth transformation process. And then you just indulge the loudest voice. Rather than being reactive, we want to be proactive and we want to incite a continual vision of growth. We want to think through how we're developing our leaders so that we always have a maximized pipeline of leadership development. How are we resourcing them with content and books and talks and podcasts and and even better having a specific guided transformational journey we can take them on that then others take others on. But wherever you find yourself, if you're in a culture right now that indulges the loudest voice rather than proactively inciting a vision, you can know you're in a victim culture and you got to switch to get to the victor culture. Now, after the I, we have the letter C. In a victim culture, the letter C means cowers. We get afraid. We shrink back. We, we pull away from what's essential and what needs to be done. Whether that means decision-making, whether that means systems, whether that means approaches. And again, this can be for a family. If we're in a victor culture, we don't cower. We create. We don't cower from what's happening. We understand that every human being has massive creative potential to be resourceful. They just do. It doesn't matter even at uh, like brain level and brain function and what it looks like for you and I to be very, you know, blessed and by the fact that we can even watch this or listen to this. There's creative potential within everyone. And wherever you find yourself right now, if you're shutting down a process of growth and health and innovation and transformation in your own life and the team and the company or the family because you're not getting the result you want, and you're cowering away from that, just know that what you're doing is creating an unhealthy victim culture. A victor culture says, no, 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 no. I understand that vision will always outpace resources. See, in a victor culture, you see where you want to be. You see the change that you want to have. You see what your family could be like, your team could be like, your company could be like, and you have this vision. And you understand the vision always outpaces the resources. My imagination has taken me further than what my current context will allow. That's not something to cower from. That's something that activates me so that I can 
find the relationship that I need that's going to help me get there, the insight, the wisdom, whatever it is, I got to find a way. It could be as simple as decision making. If you're stuck right now between an either or choice, you've not really opened yourself up to a victor culture, a creative potential, unless you consider a third solution. That's when you've really done some work with problem solving. And if if you're stuck between something that's either or, look for that third solution, this combination of both of those either ors, whatever it is. Or if you want to think bigger about your culture, your culture is really made up of you not cowering from three actions you'll never be finished with. You're never finished communicating the vision. You're never finished working for the healthy relationships of your team or your family. The unity, non-forced unity. We can still have protest. We can still have disagreement. But we, we leave the moment working together for the common good. And then as we communicate the vision, as we engage healthy relationships, we work for unity. The vision gets shaped and changed by the relationships. Not, not off in a big way, but just improved. Then third, we find the way that we improve systems and advance things. So if you're in this C letter and you're cowering from communicating the vision, working for healthy relationships, or changing systems and improving things, then you're in a victor, you're in a victim culture. If you're in a victor, or if you're in a victor culture, if I can keep it straight, if you're in a victor culture, you create, you, you create new opportunities to communicate the vision, to work for the health of the relationships and new innovations and systems. The kind of leaders that are healthy, they don't cower. They look for opportunities to create and they don't freak out over everything. So please don't misunderstand this approach because healthy leaders understand when you're in a victim culture, you freak out on everything. And in a victor culture, you learn what are the appropriate battles? What are the hills to die on? And for me in the cultures I'm building, I want to know the difference between a bike wreck and a car wreck. A car wreck is serious. A bike wreck is okay. We're going to get better. And if somebody takes us off vision, if somebody is divisive in relationships, or if somebody blocks change, that's a car wreck. Everything else can be a bike wreck. Now, after we leave the letter C, we go to T. And in in the T letter for a victim culture, we tolerate. In a victor culture, we target. In a Victim culture, we just tolerate, we're distracted, we're reactive, whatever's coming up, that's what we're dealing with. In a victor culture, we're focused. I like to think about it this way, we're present, engaged, and future focused. We have a vision that outpaces our resources that we're headed towards, but we're also engaging the present challenges and opportunities and struggles and relationships. I'm maintaining two two states of awareness at the same time. I see where we're headed and I see where we are. This is what it means to be a person who can navigate, who's healthy, who's able to lead a true victor culture. And the key way that you can start to recognize what is the lid to your leadership as a team or an organization is this. Ask yourself, what are we tolerating or avoiding? Because whatever we're tolerating or avoiding shows us our next growth opportunity. That's the letter T. I. I, because we're in a victim culture, we ignore. If you're in a victor culture, letter being O, we're open. In a victim culture, we ignore. We turn ourselves away from the key data points that we need to notice, from the things that are concerning. And in a victor culture, we're open. We're not closed off from seeing what we need to see or noticing what we need to notice. We, we, 
are not afraid to stare reality in the face. But I want to make this very personal because what's happened for so many victim cultures is they become so activated with a false guilt or a shame in who they are that they tirelessly, you know, exhaust themselves for the cause. A victim culture doesn't understand recovery is also a part of the workout. If you're going to go push yourself athletically, if you're going to challenge yourself, recovery is also a part of the workout. The rest the renewing and the recovering, even under the pressure of leadership, allows you to lead even better. I'm able to be at my best creatively, emotionally, mentally, strategically, when I am in a rhythm of setting everything down, even in the midst of great pressure, removing all the burdens off my heart and mind, renewing, finding whatever that, whatever that way is for you to do that. And as you do that, you then engage the mission with a full intensity. See, impression without expression leads to depression. It's been said, and I've heard that, and I love that phrase. And if you're in a place that you renew, you get an intense expression, intense um, experience within that has to go into an expression. And after you do that, you're tired, and then you recover. And it's a rhythm of being deep at a rest and full-on intensity, not just simmering in the middle, being ineffective. And if there's anything in your life right now that you're bothered about, that you're not where you want to be, that shows you a place that you're going to advance, that you're going to grow. And you don't, you don't have to ignore that reality. You're open to see where the change and growth can happen. And sometimes it's as simple as noticing what's in your body, whether it's the tight jaw or the lower back pain or the upset stomach. All of these are clues and signals to something that you're probably ignoring. Now, after we move to that letter, we move to the M. And in the M of the victim culture we maintain and in the m and the r of the victor culture we relate so whether we're maintaining or relating shows us shows us if we're in a victim or a victor culture what do i mean by that i mean in a victim culture we just try to maintain current status quo we're not deepening relationships in a healthy victor culture we're constantly deepening relationships because as we live with secure in who we are, personhood or identity. We know who we are. We're comfortable in our skin. We're not proving or hiding. We live with a clear mission and then we build healthy community. So as we learn who we are and we grow, we express that into the clarity of our mission and then we're actively progressing the people around us. We're advancing them. We're growing our community and we're all going to hit places where relationships go sideways for a minute. And we know Trust falls don't fix anything. Victim cultures try to bring in hype band-aids and just say, hey, we've had a lot going on as a team or, you know, how weird would it be as a family if I placed my hand on my daughter's shoulder when we had a fight and say, hey, let's do a trust fall. We, we reject hype. We reject band-aids. And we said, let's get to, instead we say, let's get to root causes. Let's deepen relationships. And part of a way that you can recognize deep, healthy relationships are forming call out moments in a non-violent way occur. What's happening right now in popular society, it's almost like people call each other out to like one-up each other. That's not it at all. It just means that when we're in the team meeting or when we're in the family setting, somebody says, hey, the way that you said that made me feel this. Or, hey, when you said you would do this and you didn't, or did you really mean that when you said endless ways to do this? What happens when you've progressed through these other letters 
you're in a place that your victor culture is healthier. So those kinds of call-out moments, those peer accountability are done in a growth-oriented way with a solid, good motive, not with a dangerous, insecure motive. Last, we come to S. So victims or victors. Victims stagnate. S. Victors share. They share because they've experienced something transformative and powerful within. It overflows into those around them. In a victim culture, growth stagnates. It shuts down because as it starts to feed on itself and get insecure and very inward focused, it has nothing to give. I mean, that's the real problem, isn't it? If you've ever had a boss you didn't like, they couldn't give what they didn't have. As victors, we have something to share. We go within, we find our transformation, we take those gifts to others, and we keep the growth going. I hope these help you. Just stay on the lookout for your culture. Are we building a victim culture or a victor culture? Peace.